Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to the Borough Market Podcast. This is where we stroll through London's most famous market to find the stories behind the stalls and meet the traders who sell the best produce in London. This week, we're hanging out with Charlie Foster from Turnips whose greengrocer family are among the original traders at Borough Market. I think we are fourth generation greengrocers. That's on my dad's side. My mum's my skill is selling. You know, that's what she brings to the business. My dad's passion is the produce. So from his side of the business, that's where we get all the knowledge from. And that's, that's who's really taught me what to do. Um, and it is the knowledge and the speciality. That's, that's the key. And that's what takes time to, to develop. So I, I learn as much as I can from him. And obviously I have my own opinions and things that I like, but... When you walk around the stand, it's not just any old orange or any old apple. We have spent 10, 15, 20 years, not me personally, but as a family, <laughs> you know, picking a Vasu apple or a Taroko blood orange. You know, it's very specific and it's stuff that we really believe in and we're trying to educate people. So we don't want to... Okay, well, the example we always use is a Wide Valley asparagus. Not a bad product, great, but they want to produce it for nine months of the year. You end up losing the real six-week product that is what makes English asparagus so great so we try and stand up for the little guy that's producing phenomenal flavour we try and educate our customers on, on the wholesale side to our restaurants and on the retail side yeah because I mean if you go yeah. through the countryside in Britain you'll see that six week window along yeah. on, you know yeah. farms selling asparagus yeah. only for six weeks and I think hey, well, they're there for much longer in the supermarket <laughs> exactly and that's what's special and that's what we're losing and if we're not careful that's, that's why you got people have got to stand up and shout about it and Borough Market that's what we're all about really and is this you, Charlie? Are you the kind of the, the sustainability man? Um, I'd say me and my dad. It's something I've learned from him and something I didn't know I was passionate about until, you know, four or five. I've always been around the business, but I've really started to love what we do and what we stand for and what he stands for. Because it makes make sense, market. doesn't it? And it, it just brings so, so much more story to the product yeah, and it absolutely. takes the planet. And, but more importantly, it just tastes a lot better. You know, it's just better food. Um, and, that's, and that's what... I've experienced personally growing, growing up all the time having all this wonderful veg I've never known anything else until I've stepped into you know the wider world went to university and and eaten produce and just thought this is terrible bags of water for tomatoes and it's just nothing I've ever seen so now yeah, that sort of opened my eyes to how good what we have here really is and it's made me extremely passionate I'm, I'm fascinated by the idea that there's the best orange you can get. Can we have a look at the best orange that you can get? Well, I'll, sh- I'll, show, you, I'll show you the best apples. So yeah. They're considered to be the best apples in the world. Best apples in the world. And they cost a fortune. <laughs> they're called Vasu. It's a mark in France. They're grown and produced in France. They don't, they don't pack. They don't buy from anywhere else in the country. And 
they're great. You have to take one home to try. Can I taste it? Can we taste one? <laughs> of course one? you can. Yeah. So, you get a little knife. Oh, this is called a pink kiss, which is a little bit like a, you might have heard of a pink lady, which is born out of New Zealand, but this is a French variety. And it's crisp, and it's absolutely beautiful. What do you think? Mm. Am I talking about before? That's amazing. I mean, I'm not, I can't <laughs> say that I'm a, an apple connoisseur, but that is it's beautiful. Good, it's right? very juicy. It's got that sweet and sharp at the same time. And I think you find that in fruit particularly, so tomatoes, the key is finding something that's not just sweet, you've got a bit of acidity there, because that's where the real kick of flavour comes from. Most people don't, don't ever try anything like that. This time of year, Tarocco is another, well, it's blood orange. This is banging season, they've just become really blood. Where did these come from? It's uh, from Sicily. And wow. look at that. That's that. incredible. That is like a ruby. <laughs> it's amazing. So, Isn't nature incredible? It is incredible and it's stunning. And that's something I'm a little bit arty farty in terms of, you know, that I find this stuff beautiful, so beautiful. And one of the things I most enjoy is putting up the shows in the morning. I don't get to do it quite so often anymore, but it's, it's a passion thing of mine. So because of the colours, but the flavors that come with it. Oh, <laughs> that is the best again, orange in the world. Yeah. <laughs> again, it's got the acidity, but it's got a real sweetness to it. It's got seams of ruby red oh, against the, the orange. <laughs> that is just beautiful. Mm. I'm going to eat it. Don't take that away. <laughs> this, so this stool is, is our, we call it our sweet stool. So if you want something for a nice little center bowl, you're not going to buy it every day, but Christmas, for example, it's really busy because people want something nice and little. You have the biggest array of mushrooms. This isn't actually the best time of year to, to buy your mushrooms. We're coming into the sort of very back end of the, of the European mushroom season. But you still, you'll still see nice um, examples, Chanterelle, Girole, Pier Blue, Pier Mouton, which is, is probably what you see, most chefs would know about those mushrooms. That's your commercial kind of, a lot of people picking, but phenomenal. The very purple of the... Of the <laughs> they're the, called Pier Blue or Bluets. Pier Blue it's is the English name, yeah. They are a, a Terrifying. lilac. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you saw that in a wood, I'm you not sure you'd choose it. You would not pick it up. No, I often think that. Why did anybody ever eat a mushroom for the first time? But I'm very glad they did. So and, and the black trumpet. Trumpet of death is also called. Cool. <laughs> it's an evil-looking thing. But, but it, it, ironically, a really light, fruity flavour. And one of my favourites. It's a little bit fiddly. You've got to take the time to, to make sure the grit gets out in the middle. But once you, once you get used to doing that, you're never going to go and buy a chestnut mushroom again or a field mushroom. It just, it's just so much flavour. Fruitiness that you just don't attribute to such an earthy kind of product. You know? Let's go over here and have a look at these. We've come to the biggest array of tomatoes I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, and ironically, most people would tell you yeah, this is the wrong time of year for tomatoes. They're, they're, they're missing out on the Sicilian season. And for me, these are some of the nicest tomatoes you'll ever try. Real, do you want to try one? Yeah, Of course. <laughs> How could I say no? They are come in absolutely every shape and every size shape and, and colour. Yeah. Would people be frightened of green tomatoes? Uh, I'm sure they will. But once once we get them to try them, they'll never look back. So when you get Sicilian produce, it, it's all pretty much organic. They don't believe in, they never have believed in GM products or anything that kind of. The soil is so pure, it comes out and it doesn't look like a beautiful, normal red tomato. But to me, it's, it's twice as nice because I know what that flavour... When you see green flecks and orange flecks in the tomato, you've got acidity, you've got sweetness, you've got real strength and flavour. And these camones, most people have never tried a camone tomato in their life because it's the wrong time of year. Even, I'm including chefs, and it's a travesty because, for me, 
They're the absolute pinnacle. Wow. Mm. What do you reckon? If you go to the right parts of Spain, Italy, all the Mediterranean, you get the same. You'll see them everywhere. You see tomatoes that you'd assume aren't ripe. And that's when they eat them, because then you've got, like I said, the acidity with the sweetness. For me, I'm a firm believer in keeping it extremely simple. So when I cook, I wouldn't call myself a fantastic chef, but I've always been blessed with phenomenal produce, so you just let it do the work. With tomato, all you've got to do is cut it, a little bit of salt and pepper. If you want olive oil, balsamic, it's lovely, but I put that with everything. A nice plain bit of meat, and you throw on tomatoes and a nice salad with it for the summer. It's stunning. In the winter, you've got all your squashes, and I just roast them, cut them in half, roast them. It's simple. Nice and that's, yeah, but they, that's the key. As long as you've got good produce, you can't really go wrong. You keep it simple, and you're going to be fine. Like the mushrooms, they are the most intimidating-looking thing. Anybody walks on a stand, oh, I would buy them, they look lovely, but I don't know what to do with them. You, you don't really have to do anything to them. All you've got to do is chop a bit of garlic, a bit of uh, rosemary, a bit of sage, thyme, throw that in a pan and saute them for until you see them brown. It's, it's so simple, and the flavour's phenomenal. You, know, you put that on a bit of toast couldn't be anything better and it's so simple that's the irony these things look so alien to people because they they just haven't been shown it they're used to what they're fed in the supermarkets and it's so simple to use that's that's the beauty of food and of course people can just go and get that gorgeous bit of meat or that fantastic bit of fish from anywhere yeah you can that's that's the key yeah so so you're when you finish up the end of the day yeah you're going to have a little banter with all the other guys on the store. A little bit now and again, yeah. If I'm not if I'm not falling asleep before I leave, but. get some nice stuff to take. Yeah, that's the key. So I walk across the road and buy a bit of fish. I'm trying to be healthy. Or you go to, I mean, it's so many places to choose from. That's it. You never eat a bad bit of meat or a bad bit of fish here, which is which is really really quite spectacular and very special. We've got, I think, in total five or six different types of garlic here, which you just don't see anywhere. And people are used to what you get in the supermarket, the small, tight Chinese bowls, you don't, or Spanish sometimes. You don't see the French stuff because it's a lot more expensive. The French care about their product and they charge for it. But once you try it, you're not going to use the garlic that's from Italy or Spain or, or China again. So you've got three types here that you want to talk about. This is LKL. This is, you know, your standard garlic, but a nice version of the standard garlic. And you've got um, purple or violet garlic which is a nice, rich, well-rounded flavour, which is my favourite. It's not too intense. And you've got the Lautrec, which is is the highest considered garlic you can get anywhere. Is but, that the festival for the garlic? Oh, oh, they do, yeah. They're, they're a little bit crazy when it comes to it. around yeah. garlic. <laughs> but the but flavour's phenomenal, so I, I do Why understand not? where they're coming from. <laughs> this time of year, Sicilian and... Um, Puglia, Italian produce is, is king really because they're the only ones that got a little bit of weather left. Until when? When should we be buying um, Not until the spring comes around where you right. stop buying well, Italian salads, tomatoes. There's still going to be a little drought when we get right into the middle of winter where we're struggling, we're scrambling around for produce really. You're stuck with cauliflowers and, uh, yeah. and uh, not saying that's a bad thing and root vegetables, but, but at the moment you've got the large vegetables of the French product and the English product and you've got a stunning Italian array for two months I reckon then we hit the heart and darkness of winter then we rejoice when spring comes around you know, and we can breathe a sigh of relief because all the stress to get off my back because everything's now in but um, obviously we try our best to use as much English produce as possible we're passionate about highlighting and showcasing the British farmers that we're what we really believe in but our ethos is if we do it the best and uh, asparagus rhubarb two of the 
traditional things we do fantastically, that's all you'll see on our stand. Yeah. For example, right now, forced rhubarb. Um, forced rhubarb is quite a good story, actually. It's similar to asparagus. 10, 15 years ago, you couldn't find any English forced rhubarb, only Dutch. Because supermarkets just, it was more cost effective. So almost all rhubarb farms have died out. So we buy off Old Roy's, which is actually quite a big farm. But they have sort of old school values and they're a success story. So 10 years ago, a tiny little producer, they stuck to their guns, still produce it right. You know, they, they'll pick it by hand at candlelight. You know, not highly commercial, but it's phenomenal. And that, it, it shows in the delicacy, the flavour. So it makes, um, makes it a really special product for us. Why does candlelight make it special? So it's it forced rhubarb, you grow in the dark. Yeah, so they, they, they grow it in the ground first. It needs the right amount of frost before they can put it into a shed. In the shed and any kind of light just really affects the growing process. you got some really weird and wonderful root veg, which is around for a couple of months, which is nice. And again, just amazing. Colours, Colours we've got are, this kind are of incredible. Purple and light orange <laughs> yeah. and yellow and really rooty. You don't take much of the, the earth off here, do no, you? No, so as soon as you take the dirt off, it's, it's, getting, it's exposed to the sunlight and it's going to turn very quickly. But yeah, we get people asking whether they're parsnips, carrots, and I've never seen that before. But that's what they all like. That's a heritage carrot. That's what they should be looking like. But look, but the colours are just stunning. Right? You've got white beetroot, golden candy. Have you ever tried nasturtium root? Uh, <laughs> How do you... I'm going to say no, so you have to give it to me. <laughs> How do you feel about horseradishy kind of flavours? Love it, love it. Okay, good. This, wow. may, this may knock your socks off a little bit. I wouldn't so, know what that was if I saw it. This is... This is this has been extremely popular with chefs nowadays when I can get them to try it. So they use nasturtium flowers quite a lot and yes. they're quite familiar with that. This is the root vegetable that grows underneath it and it's got a real key to it. Whoa! <laughs> that is a... Whoa! So it's a spectacular kind of flavor. But I mean, you can use it just like that. You can grate it really finely, chuck a little bit in salad sparingly as, as you've just found That's out. amazing. And again, that's really something that we've lost in in a typical salad, for example. Oh, so, exactly. you know, you want that yeah. real kick. Yeah. I mean, it's, it feels like the kick that you get yeah. from wasabi. You taste it and it yeah. kicks and then it really kicks. <laughs> it goes up your nose. But I like the little aftertaste of it. It's like a little playful aftertaste, which, which dies down. So you think, oh God, I can't handle that. And then it... It just relaxes a little it, bit. It does. It's exactly nice. doing that. It's sort of <laughs> sweet on the palate now, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's another heritage vegetable that... You'd need a bit of time to have a little look around the store, wouldn't you? You can come in through your basket and go if, if you know what you're after, and a lot of people do that. If they've got a bit of time, they will walk around, ask some questions, and hopefully learn something like we've been talking about, and go home with a new vegetable to try or a new fruit to try, and that's, that's enjoyable. That's really fun for us. It's exciting. Thanks for listening to the Borough Market podcast. You can find your own way around the stores and much more by checking out boroughmarket.org.uk. And while you're there, do subscribe to the podcast. We'll see you next week for more stories behind the stores at London's most famous market.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.